Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Temple Tonelli, and I'm joined this week by Mike Munzenreiter and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite for a chat about fall gear and the latest from Atlantic Drift, Tom Knox versus St. Paul. Hoodie season is upon us here in the Northern Hemisphere, so our wardrobe must adjust to this new season. Mike, what pieces are you excited about putting into your fall rotation? Well, it's good because it finally like cooled off here in the upper Midwest. It was, yeah, in the 80s very recently here which is quite weird so now that it's like 50 47 during the day um and i think we're, we're talking in terms of skating past couple of years i've been running a uh puffy puffy vest as like the I, I suppose it needs to be a little colder than it is now like end of season but like the puffy vest has been the biggest revolution for me in terms of um i don't know it works well for skating keeps the arms free it's not too heavy can never skate in anything too heavy even just a hoodie etc that's been the biggest revolution and then the other other thing that i'm stoked about oh it's too early to say that guys the show's not over <laughs> the other thing i like running i'm happy to say is that i can i can skate in my sweatpants again because it's you know anything over like 72 degrees the pants are just not tenable so yeah puffy vest and sweats i can really start dressing now yeah <laughs> Jason, what about you? Are you skating in sweats? You know, I really don't skate in sweatpants. I think I, I had a bad experience, I think, when I was skating them in the summer. And they really offer re- very little protection, I think, when you're like, you know, on the, uh, the rough streets of Richmond, Virginia. So, yeah, don't really skate in sweatpants. I'm pretty consistent, dude. Like, I I never skate in shorts, no matter how hot it is. I just wear the same jeans, the same like butter, like Philly Sanasuso Pro Model jeans, like the Polars, same socks, usually skate in Nike Elite socks, some variant of those. I have these Nike SB socks that are, you know, fabricated like Elite socks, like they have that little uh, Achilles support in the back that they don't make anymore. Those are like the shit. But, you know, there's there's levels to fourth quarter skating. Level one is kind of like, Oh, it's hoodie weather. You wear a hoodie to the spot, but after you skate for a while, you take it off, then so you put it back on when the sun goes down and whatnot. Level five is like red alert, like deep winter. That's when you bust out the layers. You got like a dry fit t-shirt, then like a three-quarter fleece pullover, then some type of shell with some type of lining, and then gloves. You know, you got the arcteric gloves or whatever, and then like you're like gym leggings or whatever. But that's like red alert. Those there's all types of levels in between. Yeah, when it gets to red alert level for me, I'm like, do I really want to skate? Because it's like, it's going to be like a curb, you know, at that time of year. And I'm just like, can't get that excited to skate a curb. Maybe a good ledge I would like bundle up for, but like a curb in a parking garage, it's just like, nah. What's what's your lower lower temperature bound? What's the boundary? I don't know. I mean, it's always a sliding scale on like how desperate I feel. But I, I, it's like a very just like really dependent, you know, like parking garage, very hard to get excited about skating a parking garage for me. So any excuse to not, I'm going to take it. But <laughs> if it's like nice out, but cold, I'll go for it. And um, yeah, just layer up like Jason was saying. But I've never I've never layered up with anything on the legs. It's usually just like, okay, what are the heaviest pants that I have? I'll wear those. And that's usually fine. Yeah, I think... Anything above uh, freezing of the freezing mark is good to go. But sometimes like if it's windy, like if you're in a downtown type area and the wind is like swirling around the buildings, you're like 
like what the fuck am I doing here, man? You know? <laughs> and you, even like in Pulaski in the wintertime, like when when it's real dark out and the shadows start and the wind's blowing, you're like, dude, what the fuck? You know, gotta get out of here. So yeah, the, the, um, there's all types of factors that go into deep winter skating and your wardrobe and whatnot. My my buddy's got the rule of thumb: can't be fewer degrees than his age. <laughs> He's oh, 40, that's kind 44 of forty-four or forty-five now. So it like you know the the value creeps up as you get going. I feel like just yeah, the the fall before the pandemic was definitely getting out there, getting after it in like high thirties degree weather. And that's really pushing it. That's when it's like, yeah, it is the puffy coat or puffy vest. It's zipped gloves. But I'm with Templeton. I can't wear any extra layers like on my legs because that's just sweat city. I mean, that's the same reason I can't skate in sweatpants in the summer because, yeah, that's game over in like 20 minutes. Yeah, I don't even know where I got that idea. I think it was Kalos and Photosynthesis. Doing like leggings or? No, 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 sweatpants. Okay. Yeah, there were a lot of sweatpants in photosynthesis. Was Wenning wearing sweatpants? I feel like Wenning is like a big sweatpants. Yeah, guy. he was. He was. Um, I mean, I think that was more so in like the DC video. Yeah, I was gonna right, say okay. he was still very like between the guardrails skate rat of the time back then. He hadn't. He hadn't really expanded his expanded his wardrobe. Those those uh two tone kind of distressed jeans he wore in the DC video that always stand out to me. Those things were crazed. Yeah, those are probably pretty expensive. Oh, the one, the ones that were like they were like super acid washed, and like the bottoms were all ripped up from doing heel flips. I think so. Yeah, like very distinctly different acid wash than the rest of the pant. Like Kenny yeah. Williams both ran some. We might call them regrettable jeans nowadays. Like, uh, well, well, first of all, DC, DC mm-hmm. should reissue those jeans with like the acid wash and like the. But like with the pre-ripped up heels, you know, that would be be crazy whenever my heel would get ripped up. I'd go insane. Yeah. Like you're stepping on the heel. All of a sudden you're wearing a stirrup. (laughs) Wait, that's how you knew someone was good, dude. If they had the stirrup from doing heel flips. I mean, you're, you're a ripper. Literally. But yeah, exactly. exactly. But uh, yeah. What, what's worst TV jeans? Like the Avizu jeans. Ooh, good question. I don't even know. I I think the ones with the, um, I think it's a seagull logo. I was like reading something on the internet about that brand a few days ago. I think it's like a seagull logo on the back. But yeah, those are tight, dude. If I could find some of those for, you know, not hundreds of dollars, I'd probably uh, run them. Hell yeah. Yeah, I just brought back back into rotation some South Pole sweatpants that I got off Amazon like six years ago. They got some paint splatter on them, but I think I think <laughs> it kind of looks sick. We'll see. We'll see. If, if I ever it, post, a cl- uh, post a clip, I'll... Keep the is that brand still around? Like, are they still active? I think it's like a budget clothing company now. Yeah, like I guess since like every JC Penny clothes, they don't have a lot of uh brick and mortar outlets, I guess, for retail. Yeah, probably a zombie brand at this point. Yeah, you know, a... conglomerate yeah, they... bought the IP and just slaps the logo on whatever. They might have been like $17 from Bezos. They were not expensive. Sick. Yeah, there's no need to link to these. <laughs> in, in, in the show notes, but it's like but i do enjoy them it's like yeah the mostly skateboarding podcast sponsored by burlington coat factory <laughs> dude i'm i'm down burlington to have your people uh you know hit us up so i gotta ask you templeton about something i think is crazy in your show notes you can skate in wool socks yeah man i mean 
longtime listeners know I'm a big fan of wool. So as soon as it gets like kind of cool, I'm putting on the wool. I just Thick like wool, heavy wool. What kind of wool are we talking about? I've I've got like a selection. I've got like the merino wool socks that are like they're like slightly thicker than dress socks, so they're not even as thick as your standard cotton gym socks. Those those are good year round, really. And then I've got some that are they're wool and they're maybe slightly thicker than a standard gym sock. And then I've got like the heavy duty winter wool socks that those only come out when it starts to get like a little bit more chilly. But I love wool, you know, top to bottom. I'm wearing a wool shirt right now, just a long sleeve merino wool t-shirt, and it's like I fucking love this thing. Wait, a wool a wool t-shirt? That's pretty advanced. Yeah. It it's like extremely nice. You know, I'm I'm lucky that where I work makes or used to make merino wool shirts. So I got like a few of those from the like discontinued pile, which is very nice. So I've got I got some nice long sleeve merino wool t shirts that are like my main shit this time of year. I'm actually wearing a merino t shirt as well. And yeah, can't recommend it enough in terms of I don't know, man. Cotton just doesn't feel that good anymore. <laughs> Damn. It's like dry fit for um, Gorpy folks. Yeah, damn. Hey, merino wool, eh? That's what's uh, hot in the streets now? Damn. I had no idea. I mean, maybe maybe it's just warm in the streets. It keeps you <laughs> nice and toasty. Hey, man, yeah. merino wool is good year-round. You know, it's like temperature-regulating, antimicrobial, all kinds of shit. I think I have a merino, merino wool sweater vest. Oh, Gino style? Oh, yeah, Gino style. Yeah, but you know what? Like, in the wintertime, like, at work, I'll wear sweaters and cardigans, like, all day or if I'm going out or whatever, but I can't really skate in them. I think I think it's just, like, off-brand for me, you know? I got a couple of wool sweaters that are nice to skate in, and what's nice about that is, like, it's kind of a loose knit, so you get a little bit of, like, cool breeze while you're moving, while you're, like, yeah, yeah. you know, exerting yourself and getting warm, but then, like... When you stop, you get get your heat back. It's kind of like a perfect uh, perfect item. And those used to be like super readily available at thrift stores. So you just get like a 100% wool sweater that's just a solid color and just run that into the ground. See, I'm thinking of, uh, I'm flashing back to my Maddox Rep Flow days. Never ended up with one of those MJ sweaters, but I bet that was acrylic anyways. Oh, yeah, I have one of those. Oh, word. Yeah, the MJ, the MJ Pro Model sweater with like the stripes. Yep. Yeah, dude, I got one here at a Frozen Carbonite headquarters. I also wait. Remember those like Maddox like pullover jerseys? Mm-hmm. Oh, the the day one special. Yeah, the day one special with the big Maddox like college logo. Yeah, I still got one of those too. I got at least at least one Maddox corduroy like Sherpa lined jacket. Ooh, it's sick. Yeah. Ran those for a while. My buddy London Luke, though, we were at a bowl jam at the skate park, and they turned the lights out, and he grabbed me, and he jumped me into the bowl. And he ripped the pocket on one of those jackets, unfortunately. Damn. Get that needle yeah. and thread out. I know. Yeah, I still have my Maddox MJ corduroy pants. They're, they're like, too good to get rid of. Like, the the knees are all blown out and stuff, but I'm just like, this this cut is too good. I might need this. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Um... I think like the homie uh, Jesse said this like from Twitter. Shout out Jesse on Twitter, but um, yeah, like your your favorite pants are always some random thing that were made like once and they 
never saw him again, but for some reason they're like the fucking best ever. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that applies to like all like soft goods. Like for some reason, the best winter like thing is this one zoo York, I guess pullover, like a three quarters of pullover. And it has this weird, like I've never seen anywhere else. Like this, like micro fleece lining. It's like super thin, but it's like super warm as well. Like it's really, it's really wild. But New yeah, York apparel. Yeah, back in the day, dude, New York apparel was so tight. Dude, I had this sick New York uh, rugby. It's like a little bit of gray on the top, black on the bottom, just like a little New York embroidery on like over the breast, and it was like thick. It was like a legit quarter or, or um, rugby. Fuck, it might still be at my parents' house. I should see if see if they still have it. Yeah, that's Eli's uh, fat farm influence, probably. Yeah, sure. That that greatest hits. In that greatest hits category, um, way back when, like 1990, would have been 98, I think, had a front gear windbreaker, like navy and white. Front gear was, I don't, I mean, some back of the thrasher type ad placement, you know, like flash in the pan brand, but it was that kind of almost like not that smooth, kind of crinkly nylon, mm-hmm. almost kind of textured. I, I mean, it's, it feels like it'd be impossible to find it anymore, but. Yeah, pullover windbreaker. Filmed a couple of lines in like matching DC links back in the day. That thing was sick, and I have, n- I you know, no recollection what happened to it. Dude, technical outerwear looks so sick in footage. Like I'm, I'm thinking of that line with Mike Carroll in like the nope. FTC video with the green anorak. Babel. Oh yeah, hell yeah, dude. That's kind of why John Shanahan's footing stands out in a way because he's like, you know, he always has like a sick like windbreaker like pullover combo or whatever, you know, matching the shoes and shit, you know? Yeah. I feel like the coach's jacket, we should, uh, we should come back from the coach's jacket. That's like the least, <laughs> that's like the least technical outerwear you could wear. I want to see like an ill, ill collar, like a hood back there, you know, like little like pull strings. They'll make it like tighten different parts of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're, you're talking like the classic, like Nautica Hilfiger. Yes type yeah. of jacket you, i think nautica still makes those but like it's just like with the sweaters and the thrifting like they're like impossible to find if they are they're like you know super inflating might as well get a new one or something right yeah but i feel like nobody's making cool windbreakers right now and i imagine no, it'd be no. like dirt cheap to make you know like you don't even have to put a liner in it you know just like some thin ass nylon and like a cool cut you're making money you mean like in the Skate industry soft goods or in general? Uh, in the skate industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just seems like a zone. Like not, I'm not a streetwear head by any means, but it seems like a a zone that nobody's really. I mean, all the street. I I always see on Twitter like cardigans, that type of shit. Like '90s, but a different sector of the '90s. Yeah, maybe I should start working on a wind, a mostly skateboarding windbreaker for fall '22. There you go. That'd be dope. That seems like that seems like a john shanahan like pangea jeans like specialty item or something yeah it would end up being like 500 bucks or something yeah (laughs) that niche gear because like he i bet he like makes all that shit himself dude or something like that well they in the promo they had like footage of like people sewing it oh yeah makes me think that it's probably made in the usa probably in new york so it's probably like oh yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you know Anything made in the USA is going to be fucking expensive. Uh, and it's probably yeah, for like sure. super small quantities. Again, really expensive. 
it's like the most skater thing to do like skating here's the sewing now we're wearing the shit <laughs> like right i don't know why that strikes me as so funny yeah it's like we're telling a story about gene here's the material here's the sewing machine here's the tricks <laughs> you you guys laugh but like that's what gilbert did i think like just learned about jeans and sewing and whatnot oh yeah no i i just i was mostly laughing at here's the tricks because that was just that was just good oh yeah oh yeah yeah for sure but um we got to get him on the pod dude talk about the pant business for sure you talked to him yeah. about did you talk to him for that pants article you did for quarter sign no not him like many people but not shanahan i think his operation like wasn't up and running yet at that point did you talk to gilbert I did, Gilbert. yeah. Every Gilbert about that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Those jeans looked sick. I, I like contemplated getting the three hundred dollar Gilbert jeans. I mean, the thing about all this gear that we're talking about, I think, is that like you know, if it feels dope, it makes you feel dope. You know, like this is this is the time of year when you can start wearing that heavier stuff that you know merino wool that feels really just feels good. You know, like you don't need stuff that feels good all summer. I can wear cotton in the summer. Right. Yeah, like I feel like I look better also with like a little more layers. Like this is oh. the time of year when I can skate in a button up, which is like my favorite. Yeah, I'm 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 happy when it becomes beanie weather once again. I don't know, my hair I'm unruly hair and um so I'm wearing a hat no matter what. And the beanie just is I think cause maybe I end up wearing the beanie for most of the year, except for like seven no, what's a good math breakdown? five and a half months in the middle of the year. And I will say the the um, best beanie for both dollars and uh, natural fiber and all that, track down the Rothko wool watch cap. It's like a roll beanie. They come in black, green, let's say khaki, and you can't go wrong. They're like 850 at your military supply store. We'll link that in the show notes for sure. Oh yeah, 7.99. Can't go wrong, man. Maybe I should throw a little mostly skateboarding logo on them. <laughs> Dude, for 25. Yeah, get get out of here with this acrylic business, man. Just like a sweat rag on your head if it's acrylic. Yeah. Oh wait. So most like skate industry beanies are acrylic, you yes. think? Yeah. And the good ones are wool. Yeah, and I don't even know Same. what the Rothko blend ends up being. Like it's so inexpensive that it's hard to think that it's hundred percent wool, but it acts like it. Well, they say um you actually don't need 100% wool to enjoy the benefits provided by wool. Like you, like you can have like a really small percentage of wool in the blend and still have it be effective. Yeah. Um, but I'm looking at the Rothko website right now, and uh, it's 100% wool. So there we go. That. I've heard the Rothko. Uh, what are those pants called with the extra pockets? Holy cargos. <laughs> Rothko cargos. Pretty sure like Uprise Skate Shop. I don't want to speak out of turn. Maybe they print new shop pants on Rothko cargos. Oh, lots of shops do. Yeah. Man, you guys got me thinking about making mostly skateboarding merch, which I don't want to do, but I kind of want to do. <laughs> Listen, that, that's part of the podcast game. Like, you got like a tote bag, a mug, a t shirt, you know? Yeah, I'm trying to like not make <laughs> shit that's like stuff that I don't really want. Like, I would never use a tote bag like in that shape. No, I never use tote bags, period. I mean, I I'm use a, a grocery grocery shopping bag. Like, you got to bring your own, but that's a different beast. Actually, I got. I think I got this idea from Spanky. Like, when I'm out skating and I have, like, my bag of junk, like, my, uh, like, death lens or, like, wax and tool or whatever, I usually just bring, like, a 
like a Kroger or Publix, just like shopping bag or whatever, like a plastic one. Yep. It's like really low profile. Yeah, that's pretty wild, but it, yeah, it's kind of like a boss move. Or I don't go there anymore, but the plastic bags at the liquor store, the ABC stores here in Virginia, they have uh, like socialist state liquor stores are like super good. They're like opaque and like super heavy duty. Right. You got to handle that weight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Those are the shit. I should just go like ask if they'll give me one. I might have some of those heavyweight shopping bags because uh, around here they they made shopping bag like disposable bags are illegal. So all the shopping bags now are like heavier duty. Oh yeah, that's that's Oregon. You you probably have to like compost and all that shit, like sort your recycling and everything like that. Uh, not really. Right? No. Oh yeah, my sister lives in Seattle. She has to do all that shit. Yeah, I wish we had compost. Just yard waste, no food waste. Yeah, but um. Anyway, back to like the um like the windbreaker idea mission before i don't know if like your average skate kid will be into that i think it's still kind of niche you know what i mean like it'd be more like your uh like dgk type of kid yeah you'd have to just get the, get your marketing right yeah, yeah exactly like i don't even know if dgk makes shit like that actually hey. I, I know they have coaches jackets creeping coaches jacket man not e- not even hating on the coach's jacket. I had some good years in mine. Had a couple. A good windbreaker. What what were even the peak years for skateboarding and windbreaker? Like technical windbreakers. I think oh, drawers. Was, yeah, drawers. It was like yes. 95 to like 2002. It was like a crossover with all like the um like Hilfiger, like Hilfiger Nautica shit. Seems like yeah, the piss drunks. Yeah, the once fire, like the tight like pants like bar like bar your sister's jeans shit came in it was like over four star must have made a good windbreaker yeah i'm sure they did i've got a nice one from dvs lux if anybody remembers that oh wow well what was that like a special division of dvs or something yeah it was supposed to be like nice fancy nice stuff (laughs) sound sound was that from the brain of uh the gav i'm sure it sounds like something that would come from the brain of uh, the gav shout out the gav yeah, big shout to Tim, friend of the show. One-time guest, right? Yeah. Yeah, one-time guest, former boss, fired me, actually, but that's what? fine. Yeah, I were, when I was <laughs> filming for DVS, I was mainly filming Barra, and Barra, like, hurt his ankle and was out for, like, ever. So it was just like, dude, we can't keep paying you. And I was like... Sounds like you got laid off. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I got laid off. I, I thought it was from when, when, you told, when you stopped filming Barra when you didn't think he'd landed the trick well enough. Oh. <laughs> Bear snitched on you. <laughs> no, fortunately, that was early in my career, and it was a, a learning moment. Never did that again. I, I I appreciate your integrity. If if you didn't think they'd want it, I don't know. We need we need more opinions. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm of two minds on it. I mean, skaters are weird. Pro skaters, especially. You know who always looks dope in very autumn-like clothing? Tom Knox. Always looks dope in autumn clothing. Less than a year ago, Tom Knox dropped an 11-minute Atlantic drift part, and here he is again. In this new video, he revisits St. Paul's, where four years ago, he and the crew focused their energy in Atlantic Drift Episode 2. Jason, what did you think of this new part? Yeah, like, the thing that trips me out about London and London spots is, you know, you could be skating a ledge, and then, you know, if you stop thinking for a second, you're like, fuck, dude, this ledge is 600 years old, (laughs) you know? Like those uh, those outledges at St. Paul, but of course, you know the, these steps are newer. 
I tried to do some rudimentary internet research. I couldn't come up with uh, any facts as to their construction other than they were made as kind of a walkway to that bridge, like the Millennium Bridge or whatever. Yep. Over there. So they're probably like, I don't know, I guess within the past 10 years or something. No but, way. Um, it, these, I feel like these have been in like a lot of, like they were in Waiting for the World for sure. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Shit. Yeah, so they're probably like definitely post war or something. Yeah, I'm gonna say definitely post war. But For sure. um, yeah, yeah, like there's a long history in skating of like this type of skating, like multiple set lines, like Rudy and Jason in the blind video, Jason Dylan snuff those stairs. Kind of, I think they were kind of near Black Rock or downstairs from Black Rock that everyone skated in SF like in the early 401 days. So, but yeah, he's kind of like t- pushing that to the limit. You know, and at the same time, he's kind of like quadrupling down on uh, the ride on grinds, which is like the you know really current style of skating. But he started flipping out of them too, which is pretty nuts. So, yeah, like I like this ride on grind trend, man. Like you don't even have to ollie up on ledges anymore. It's sick. You know, it used to be like, oh fuck, dude, like I I got no pop, I can't jump on ledges, I can't do every flip trick. You know, I might as well quit. Now it's like, dude, you don't even have to ollie on top of a ledge. You keep skating forever. Sick, I love it. Yeah, it's great. I still like to pop my tail, though. Mike, what do you think of about, this thing? Oh, well, for one, just now, I'm thinking about how fun that, like, backside ride on 5.0, frontside 180 Audi did. That would be super fun. I do that 5.0 grind. Probably without the 180, but I do it, like, 10,000 times. What did I think about it? He actually came up with some really, really unique stuff, and I don't even get the thought process of how you're, like, what the process is to get to fakey 360 flip down three stairs? Are we saying three stairs? Fakey 360 four. flip. Yeah, down some stairs, land on a curb, grind, and then frontside half cab out. Like, how does that even start? What is he throwing down there? What is he dropping down? Um, it just seems like an extremely dangerous trick. Yeah, so much could go wrong there. Like, more so than average. <laughs> like, even a pretty hairy trick. Like, there's a lot that could go wrong with that. So... I don't know. I just, it wasn't what I was expecting. I thought I, I think I expected a more straightforward part, but um, yeah, it was super good. I watched it three or four times today. And yeah, it's, it's conceptual. It's conceptual skating. And it, and it just works. Yeah. There's enough options at that spot where he kept it, it, it stayed fresh just because there were enough options. Right. Yeah. It wasn't just a bunch of tricks downstairs. And I don't even know if there's, you know, another, not even trying to call anybody out, but, you know, it's not easy to make something that you watch multiple times at the same spot. I mean, yeah, a lesser skater could have taken this concept and made it really boring. Right. And I know Jacob Harris is also making it work between the filming, edit, etc. Yes, especially this guy with the way his mind works and shit, like. If you haven't watched the the ten minute part, I know it was a Atlanta Drift part, but let you know, let, let's just call it like the ten minute Tom Knox part. Like, right? It holds up, really fucking holds up. Like a lot of the shit in there is still honestly shocking. Like it's shocking the type of shit that he's thrown together in that part. So, you know, just the way his mind works, you know, you knew he could come up with some cool shit. A lot of Tom Knox's skating holds up. You know, in anticipation of this part, it hadn't dropped by the time we started working on our show notes, so I just watched a bunch of old Tom Knox parts, and they're all really good. Oh, yeah, like the Vaz. Vaz part is shocking. Yeah. 
like all the like the Moscow Atlanta drifts and whatnot. He's got quite a quite a body of work there. Yeah, for sure. For like for someone who hasn't been pro like that long, really. Very serious street skater. I mean, I was just trying to think of. I mean, what it, it, those aren't Cali set sets of stairs. You know, it's not flush all the way up to the top of the steps. Even watching, yeah, I think that fake E three sixty flip to grind. You know, he's Ouch. popping. He's popping early. Well, you kind of have to pop early on that, but yeah, just where he's even popping because those steps aren't. It's not a perfect spot. Yeah, just watching all those like oh, like only like a ten set to grind a step. Like, ouch, dude. Yeah, right. That's gotta hurt. Well, just uh, uh, I don't know how he did that shit, man. That's crazy. Kickflip fifty fifty on a curb and then ollie up a three stair. It just seems like that'd be insanely frustrating to even try, like in a different way than you know some day one song fakey flip backside or fakey flip fakey five oh frontside half cab out. You know that's almost more straightforward. No, it's 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 appropriate. You mentioned Daywon. He's he's like in the same like genre as Daywon uh, of like you know conceptual street skating. You know, I think I said that when we talked about the ten minute part. Like he's like the fucking UK Daywon. I think that's totally inappropriate. I feel like he's more of a UK Suchu. Like I, I was definitely thinking a lot about Suchu when I was watching this part. Even though I think Suchu pushes the NAR factor a little harder than Jacob. Or than uh, Tom Knox does. Yeah, he can, he can, and does. That's true. He'll he'll do some big ass rails and shit. Sushu, I think, is more like a. Well, maybe he didn't. Some maybe Tom Knox didn't do so much in this part, but like they have in common the like the quick footed like ali ali ali, you know, kickflip up this, you know, kickflip down that, like that type of the quick foot shit. Yeah, and I think that they're both like thinking man's skateboarders. Oh yeah, especially Sushu because he reads books. Right. <laughs> if you didn't know, in case you didn't know, avid, avid reader. We got a sushi part coming out tomorrow after we record. Yeah, excited for that. Might have to try some of those shoes too. The uh, you mean the gazelles, like the gazelle colorway, or his like, or the sushi? Uh, the gazelles. Yeah, they, yeah, they look cool. Which have they ever sure. made a skate gazelle before? Which like to me seems like the most obvious thing ever. I kind of think so, but I don't know. I know gazelle was like. Everyone used to skate in them in the day, like back when everyone used to skate. It was either like shell toes or like if you want a little more board feel and like flexibility, you'd wear gazelles or like campuses. Campuses are amazing to skate, by the way, like either skate line or regular line. But uh, yeah, I don't know, dude. Like they, the, but like they, they had to have. Like it would be insane for them not to. Right. It's like the most obvious thing ever. But they didn't really make like a skate shell toe for a long time either. Pretty good as is. Right. Yeah, why well, mess with it? You guys remember the Shelto 2000? And maybe dudes were in high school. Do you remember that shoe? It's they were horrendous. like puffy. Oh, and yeah, and like permanent Tobak. <laughs> I don't remember yeah. that aspect of it. Oh, uh, like they were horrendous. Wait, Mike, what did you say? Permanent to what? Permanent Tobak? Like, so is it Adam Crew? He made yeah. a, video, a video series Tobak. It's where the shoes. The toe of the shoe and the sole like curves up so that the t- the tip of the shoe doesn't touch the floor. Oh right, that phenomenon. Oh okay, yeah, gotcha. I just found some on eBay. I'm looking at those too. God, they're just terrible. <laughs> so many assholes in high school wore those, like senior year. Oh wait, I think I know what you're talking about. It's like a shell toe, but it's like a different design kind of. Yeah, it's like modern. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know what it's you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Those suck, just, dude. Oh my god. I'm, pu- I'm gonna put it in the chat quick just to bum. Those were dark out. times for Adidas, man. That's when they came out with with the um like the Tracy McGrady or no no the Tracy McGrady's are good. Like the Kobe that looked like a aircraft carrier. <laughs> Mike knows what I'm talking about. I I vaguely do. Oh yeah yeah. It's just like the it looks like a a Finnish like battleship. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. Yeah, I'm looking at these right now. I'm I'm kind of surprised that there was never a skate version of like these this like genre of shoe. Like the gross kind of. Yeah, yeah. I know the. I feel like I worked in a skate shop when they did have like the skate specific superstar, and that even struck me as like too beefed up. Mm-hmm. Just because I, I mean, literally the only Adidas I've ever skated was like a 1997 pair of superstars. So they were like a footlocker special and you don't need to mess with that. Right. I had some fucking, you guys remember the Adidas Norton? Oh yeah. Yeah. I had some of those in like 1995. Like they were pretty bad. I think if I recall, was that like Matt Beach and Paulo Diaz jumping over things at era? Yeah, I think so. Like Mark Gonzalez might've been in that mix too. Those old it was weird. ads were weird, man. It was man, man. They really did a good job rebranding and shit because that early skate program was pretty, pretty rough. Yeah, pretty bad. Well, I think Bryce Knights was kind of like heading up the uh, their reentry into skateboarding. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Should we talk about Tom Knox? Eh. <laughs> no, we should definitely talk about Tom Knox. The first line was eight tricks long, which I thought I was pretty bad. I counted nine. Oh, really? Yeah, I, trust you. I, I had to know. I had to know. Maybe maybe you didn't count the little shove it. Yeah, maybe I missed something. I trust Not your like flat. reporter's accuracy. Part of the job, bro. Yeah, but I thought that was cool. It was kind of like an introduction to the spot. It was kind of like, okay, this is this is our playing field. Now look what we're going to do. That's a dope thought. Yeah, he goes the whole way. And he never touched that little micro ledge at the top ever again. Uh, he did the he did the was that a switchback? I thought it was oh, a yeah. five o switchback side five o tap and then switch manual right to manual, which that I think grind to manual is like a low taste maneuver. <laughs> I yeah, would, that's 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 yeah, that's beneath Tom Knox. Like manual is out of lead strikes is. I'm giving him a pass that's for the peons. So weird, but had he done like okay, it's a it's a loading dock ledge <laughs> next to a curb, and he's going slow, and he does a switchback tail to. Fakey nose manual and fakey flip, like nah, out of here with that. Yeah, there's 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 levels to to it, I guess, like everything. But um, oh yeah, one thing that one trick where he like ollies onto the step and then does a BS gnarly heel out. That kind of reminded me of that one Tom Penny trick and like in the TSA vid. It's like pretty infamous where he like does a kick flip onto like that one step and it's like impossible. Yes, Mike, uh... would you have redone that gnarly back heel? Oh, I loved it that he that he like stuck the foot off and then just kept going. Like I'd say, I say that's clean. Yeah, put a little sauce on it. I'm not mad at it. But I thought about you, our resident nollie back healer. <laughs> so I wanted to get your thoughts on it. I mean, it was picture perfect. Other than that, that's kind of a well done statement. But I, I mean, it's almost getting a little overdone now. But just like clips where they land the trick and then they bail the the flat ground afterwards fall afterwards i'd like a little bit more of that imperfection oh that is that is overdone yeah that's probably done that's way now. overdone yeah i thought it was cool watching this video and thinking about 
all the blueprint videos and like all the tricks that have gone down at this spot and like when he took a left and skated the stairs that was in like a little kind of alleyway or whatever i was like oh yeah somebody skated that in a blueprint video i had no idea that it was like right there and then you know they've been skating those stairs forever i max love the al- loves the alleyways man he'll find like a a set like in the dingiest alleyway in uh london jump down it for sure I'm, I'm generally well maybe this this is the 411 rule where it applies and i'm only able to bring this up because someone posted ricky iola's 411 profile on instagram the other day he skated to the guru i think it's a jazzmatazz song down the back streets mm-hmm. right think, yeah so which, which is honest. appropriate which is appropriate for him because that he literally skates down the back streets when he skates I, I think he's authorized to run that again <laughs> i wonder if ricky iola knows who tom Knox is Man, who knows? Oh, yeah. And like to tie in to the first topic, and just like in the 10 minute part, he has a really stellar assortment of fall slash winter gear, like the three quarter zip, like mock neck, the fucking puffer. The puffer was hard. The hoodie. Yeah. The hoodie, like, would be pretty much everything. Actually, like that 10 minute part, that's like a, uh, that's like a, a textbook display of like, winter year like probably the best ever in any video yeah it's it's like a a lesson in like uk what we call that outdoor tech yeah exactly looks like he does oh he's sponsored by dickies so i wonder if any of those puffers are dickies probably not i want to get the the dime shiny puffer y'all see that shit (laughs) yeah not subtle at all dime's been doing some very interesting outerwear interesting to me yeah, I'm not mad at the, the fleece button-up. I've got a fleece button-up from North Face, which I'm very stoked on. Dang. Got the fleece quarter snacks hat. Ooh, nice. I got I to gotta start running that because there's relatively small window for the fleece hat, but it's dope. Right. What were you saying now, Templeton? Oh, yeah, I was saying that uh, I'm stoked on that fleece button-up, which brings us to the end of our show where we talk about what we're stoked on. Mike, what are you stoked on this week? So I am stoked on, uh, went on a little cabin trip last week and a buddy of mine who I'm pretty sure had not skated since 1998, 1999 maybe. He hit me up like a month and a half ago for a setup, you know, just thinking I had enough stuff laying around. I did set it up. I brought it to him. We were in Wisconsin. We went to a skate park in Sheboygan. And uh, my buddy, who really had not skated in 20 years, and it had been so long, like we skated, I think, in junior high. And he might have been like already done by high school because he sat on his arm one time, had a bunch of pins and needles in there, all that. He skated damn well, like did some flip tricks, did some ledge tricks, um, stoked me out. That was really cool. So I don't know if you can dig up old friends and get them to skate. I say do that. I am also stoked on uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves and Anthony Edwards in the start of the NBA season. Uh, to go specific with Anthony Edwards, I feel like I'm already bringing him up too much. But uh, last night he got hot, hit a three-pointer, and told the Rockets to call a timeout. That was pretty dope. Wait, that, I got to look that up. That's hilarious. It's, it's that. linked. It's linked in the show notes. Oh, there, there you go. All right. Yeah. Couldn't be easier. Yeah. Very, very proud of Anthony Edwards. But he could be a good skater if he wanted to be. I think that's all I'm stoked on. I think I had another one, but I forgot it. Jason, what are you stoked on? I am stoked on a hard goods and soft goods company out of San Francisco, California called Venture Trucks. 
they make a damn good hooded sweatshirt. So check that out or bother the person at your local shop. Also stoked on uh, some Mark Gonzalez footage in Brad Cromer's Instagram story, or maybe just it was just like maybe it's hard posted, as the kids say. Um, just doing a bunch of curb tricks and a switch through 60 flip, which uh, was amazing, kind of inspirational. That means I got nine years to learn switch through 60 flips. I got nine years left to relearn them. So hopefully I can get them by then. Also, you know, like Mike, am stoked on the NBA being back and inside the NBA. It's good to have, you know, Chuck and Shaq and Kenny and Ernie back, you know, in in your living room. Finally, stoked on a little day in the life type feature on Pocket Skate Mag. Not sure where that originates from. Maybe Germany, I'm thinking. But it's sick. Like, his whole lifestyle is the sickest in Spain. Like, what can you say? It's like, what the fuck are we doing over here, you know? You said Danny LeBron, right? Yeah, Dan- yeah, Daniel LeBron. Okay, work. Daniel LeBron. So, yeah, that's what I'm stoked on. Uh, Templeton, what are you stoked on this week? Uh, I'm stoked on a video project that I worked on at my job that went live that is maybe, like, the coolest thing I've ever, like, filmed, including, like, the skate shit that I filmed. Like, mm-hmm. really stoked on it. Um, I seen it. It's sick. can confirm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'll, I'll link to that in the show notes. Yeah, just stoked on that project, how it came out, and that it finally gets to be out in the world mike you remembered your final stoked on i did uh once jason brought up venture trucks the light went off i i became awake uh uprise skate shop in chicago has a collab with venture and they did a little video as skaters do and um, nick matthews best in the midwest at the picasso sculpture he ollies from the from flat up onto the pedestal then up onto the sculpture again does a kickflip wall ride on it to end out that edit i think it's a iphone clip um ken from uprise is one of the few people the only guy i know who goes from flat to get up to the sculpture to wall ride it and so to see the kickflip wall ride was uh pretty sweet indeed and i've still never skated that thing I, I gotta actually go to chicago and just skate that sometime that's what i was stoked on sick yeah that that uprise venture video was really good and that's it for our show this week. Be sure to check out mostlyskateboarding.net for links to the things that we talked about and other show notes. Until next time, you can keep up with us all week online. Jason, where can the people find you? On the Twitter, at Carbonite1994. On Instagram, at FrozenCarbonite. And writing stuff for CoreSnacks.com. Mike, where can the people find you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram with the same handle, at MMunzenrider. Templeton, where are you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Mostly Skate and on Instagram at Mostly Skateboarding. We'll see you guys next week. Later. Down the back streets, 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 down the back streets. I'll be walking down the back streets. Yo, here goes some info on my flow and how I move. To a death groove, I keep my reps smooth. On the down low, I travel with my mind to the street. Concrete like the gravel, I'm in deep. So I gotta hit you from a real perspective. Cause anyone who's talking that crap will surely get his. I'm not the one to act flashy. flashy. Cause man, where I be at, we don't have to be classy. Down the back streets, 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 down the back streets. Down the back streets, 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 down the back
check it, stupid. While you're out there on the main streets front, your game's weak. So I'm hunting you down, clown. Cause you need to learn something. All that bluffing won't get you nothing but kill. No kill. mission fulfilled because there's others who will get jealous. Hell, if they can take clout from you, they'll do it. So that's what I'm about to do. I'll step to it and strip you of your pride. And then I'll stick and I'll rip you up from all sides. Or possibly I'll let you slide, slime. Cause you'll set your own death in just a matter of time. Matter of yeah. time. And I'll be somewhere on the sidelines, you know. Down the back streets, 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 down the back streets. I'll be back down the back So when you're looking for me, here's where I'll be. I'll be walking down the back streets in your vicinity. Vicinity. Cause I've been out here for a few. So all that you're doing ain't really nothing new, nothing new. I peep the way you always perpetrate. You're so phony. You make me wanna regurgitate. Since you're riding so high, you're bound to fall while I stand taller. You don't get no props at all out of the back streets. Down 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 the back streets. Smack all the week, coming straight from the back streets. And I'm out. 